0: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on WYRZ.
1: Nicole Kendall for Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. And for tonight's show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sharon Pierce. She's the president and CEO of The Villages. And coming up a little later on in the show, I'll feature Sandy Runkle. She's the director of programs for Prevent Child Abuse Indiana, a division of The Villages. So let's start off tonight's program by talking with Sharon Pierce. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for being on my program. We are so excited excited to feature the great things that you're working on with The Villages right here in Central Indiana. So thanks for being on Central Indiana today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us because there's never been a greater need to really share what The Villages is all about. That is what I understand. So we're going to talk about that today. Now, tell us about the, the true mission of The Villages. The
2: Villages champions families for children. That's the easiest way to say it. So we believe firmly that every child grows and develops and learns and and um, moves forward as a successful young adult best in a family setting. And we know that today, because of the opioid crisis and other challenges in our economy, that many children don't have the benefit of loving families. So the Villages is doing all we can to stand in the gap for those children, Nicole.
1: Fantastic. Now, foster care, adoption, and family services. That's really what you're all about. And I understand you serve over 3,000 children a day. Each and every day and
2: 11,000 different children through the course of a year. We're a statewide organization, so we have 20 offices throughout Indiana. Families do move in our state. We have rural areas, urban areas, mid-metro areas. And so uh, each of our offices tries to reflect what the community needs are. So here in central Indiana, actually, um, today there are 29,000 children in Indiana's child welfare system, which is double what it was just five years ago years ago. So that speaks to the pressing need that all of us have to kind of step up in any way we can for those vulnerable children. And a fourth of those children are here in central Indiana in Marion County. So there's a special need uh, in our you know home home
1: backyard, so to speak. Yeah, those are staggering numbers. And so it makes sense that you're called the villages because it's it's a true fact that it takes a village it, literally it really to make this a better place for For the children in our community now let's talk about the first part of what I I, we were talking about with the villages the foster care portion of the villages what does it take to be a foster parent Sharon Well, you know, a lot of foster
2: parents think they have to be something special. And our foster parents themselves, in fact, they articulate this beautifully on our website, villageskids.org, what you need to be more than anything is present for a child. And I think any of us who've been best to be parents realize that too, that being present for a child is critical. You have to be at least 21 years of age. You have to be able to pass a background check so that there's no history of any kind of abuse or maltreatment. Of children, um, have a driver's license, and um, then have a heart for children and a lot of patience. A lot of patience. A lot of patience.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I would have to repeat that. Yes, I'm sure. Any parent needs patience. Exactly. Okay. I always
2: say being the parent of four kids is the most difficult job on my resume. Sure. But it's also the most important for any of us. And that's true of our foster and adoptive parents, of our kinship parents. The Villages actually has a large program called the Family Connection Network where we work with grandparents who are standing in the gap for their grandchildren, parenting the second time around. All of their friends are going to play cards, you know, or taking cruises or uh, bus tours, and they are going to teacher conferences and helping with homework. Um, we actually have a grandparent who has a five-year-old in one hand and her oxygen tank in the other hand, but that's how committed she and her well, family are her for her to coming around, wrapping around
1: that child at his sure. time of need. Well, how blessed he is Absolutely. for that. That's wonderful of her and the many other families you work with here at The Villages. Now, I understand we're talking about patients, and some of the children who come to the villages have been in terrible, terrible situations. Some have been through a neglect, obviously, and abuse. How do you help those children who have come to you in such a bad, uh, from such a bad past? Tell us about that. You know, there's a great quote from
2: Maya Angelou, when I know more, I do more. And I think that's true for us at the villages. There is phenomenal research now about the impact that trauma in a child's young life makes on them. So we know that even being separated from an abusive parent is But watching violence in the home, um, not being cared for, many times we'll have a four-year-old child who's almost the parent of their two-year-old sibling because mom or dad are you know dealing with this gripping disease of addiction. And so they aren't a parent themselves. So the four-year-old's foraging through a pantry to try to find something for um, she and her younger brother to eat. And so that trauma needs to be addressed. And we also need to understand that sometimes children who've been abused really are fearful of authority. So um, we always communicate with teachers that, you know, this is a child who was abused or neglected by their parent, -parent, step-parent, the boyfriend or girlfriend of a parent. And so we need to be sensitive to that. So one of the things that the Villages does is really create that village of knowledgeable and caring individuals while
1: we are helping this young child heal. That is great that you're helping them so much. Now, do you use in-house resources? resources to help the children or do you partner with other community organizations who are specialists in And abuse? Really, both. We have wonderful clinical
2: experts uh, on our village's staff in each of our offices. But again, it's critical that we communicate with schools or even a preschool teacher, uh, a community of faith, a neighborhood, so that we can help those who the child will be coming in contact with understand that his or her behavior may be a little different for a while. They are still, you know, suffering from this pain of being separated from their family. Many of them are blaming themselves. What did I do that mom and dad don't care for me in the way that they should? Um, so all of the above, really. It, it does take a, a sense of community to create a safety net for each of these children. It sure
1: does. Now, let's talk a little bit about the second portion of the villages. When We've talked about foster care a little bit, but uh, let's talk about adoption. Now, adoption, I know there are two types of adoption, obviously, from foster care and then a private domestic adoption. Are you a resource for either type of adoption for children? We absolutely are a resource for both. And of course, right now,
2: with families struggling so much in our state, we're certainly um, going hand-in-hand with families, particularly foster families, who choose to adopt a child in their care that might become eligible. In fact, Nicole, over the last five years, the Villages has facilitated 335 children going from their foster family to what we call their forever family. Sure. That adoptive family where they know, somebody knows when my birthday is, they know my favorite color is purple. They know that I love Star Wars. They know that I'm allergic to peanuts. You know, those kinds sure. of things that can be really life-threatening for a absolutely. child are a part of a forever family. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely, we also facilitate private and domestic adoptions as well.
1: Very good. Now, I understand there's a lengthy waiting list for children who are looking for their forever family. Tell us a little bit how about how long that list is right now in Indiana and in central Indiana.
2: On any given day, there. are usually around 400 children waiting for an adoptive family. And we've just completed November as National Adoption Month. And many of your listeners may have seen stories about um, the special National Adoption Day where our juvenile judges throughout the state do a phenomenal job of, you know, prioritizing, finalizing adoptive legal matters so that that forever family can be in place for a child um, for the holidays, especially. Sure. You know, there's we all have those holiday memories Imagine wondering, where am I going to be for Christmas? Who am I going to eat Thanksgiving dinner with? And again, does anyone know that my birthday is on New Year's
1: Day? Right. yeah, that's that's amazing that you're you you do it in November, which seems to be very timely with the holiday season, and that's a reason we're coming here. I know we're talking to you right now in the holiday season, but we want to remind everyone that this need is all the time. It right? absolutely it's really is. all when the you're time. serving
2: three thousand children. A I mean, day, that's <laughs> not a one-time A of lot of books, thing. a lot of toys, a lot of resources it sure is. for those little ones. Fifty-seven percent of the children coming into the child welfare system in Indiana because of the opioid crisis are five years of age and under, and so. So the need for diapers and formula, child care, you know, dollars to help a foster parent with child care um, uh, are all vital needs
1: that help a foster family say yes. Absolutely. Now, when we're talking about adoption, and we're going to talk about how you can donate and volunteer to your cause here in a few moments, but if you are not an adopted uh, an adoptive family but maybe you know someone who's fostering a child or adopting a child soon how can the public help them what are some ways that people can help families if they are not able to adopt themselves the the lengthy list is, oh, I'm is sure there. It's very, very day in very long. and day out. Um foster and adoptive
2: families are just like any family. We all get overwhelmed. I know raising uh four children there were many days when um you know a neighbor would recognize, you know, my twins had been sick for weeks and I really needed just a you know a casserole uh, made all the difference in the world. So thinking about how you can reach out and support that foster or adoptive family with a meal during the week or perhaps saying, you know, Tuesday night, why don't you and your husband go to the grocery, I'll come over and watch the kids. Helping with transportation. The transportation needs of these children. We want them to have a normal life. We want them to be involved in extracurricular activities in the church choir, on the soccer team, uh, going to a play. Uh, But that's a lot of transportation for a foster family that has, say, a large sibling group. A diaper drive in your neighborhood. Again, because so many of these children are so young and the cost is much greater than the reimbursement that Indiana is able to provide our foster parents Um, New books. One of the things that The Villages really, really encourages is educational success because we feel like that is the one way we can break the cycle of poverty and child abuse. When young people feel successful in their school setting, they feel successful, period. And so helping to provide textbooks or reading books, whether they're board books for little ones or chapter books for those second, third, and fourth graders that are starting to get that hunger for um, reading. Um, Mittens and gloves this time of year. Year, You know, our children love to receive anything new because often they've had to leave their homes with absolutely nothing, particularly if it's a serious drug uh, situation. The toxicity does not allow for them to even take their favorite stuffed
1: animal. Right. That is very, very sad. And the ideas you've just shared here, Sharon, are fantastic. There is such a lengthy list. So I appreciate you sharing that with me today, because not only is this about adopting children, but being a community for these adoptive and foster children. I think it's very important for us to shine a light on that, because we can all make a difference with these children. Absolutely. So I appreciate you and sharing that. they are
2: this. our children. You Absolutely. Know, they, when they live in our community, they are our children. It's so easy to see the news stories across the the world and certainly a child is a child to us, but there are children right in our own backyard, in our child's school district, you know, in our faith community, on our block, um, that really need the help and the support. And that sends such a powerful message to a young person whose parents have been unable to care for them. You know, gosh, Nicole doesn't even know me, but she's providing a book for me. I must be special. And that's the
1: message day in and day out. We People want care any for child the children to children. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad that that you have such a strong mission. That's uh, you're doing great work, Sharon. That's well, all I we can love say it. It's a that. calling for all of us at the Village. I'm sure it is. Now we're talking about the youth, but what what happens when the youth are turning into young adults? How do you help them transition into a positive? Uh, adulthood experience. That's a
2: difficult journey, Nicole, as any of us can look back and remember. And I know how many times my parents were there and picked me up when I fell down. Sure. My first accident, you know, about a month after I got my driver's (laughs) license, those kinds of things. And so the Villages is privileged to work every day with about 400 young people who are, um, as we call it, aging out of foster care. And um, we're their family. So we're identifying whether or not they're safe in um, the location where they're living. Many of them are um, living from one couch to the next, so we help them set up their own apartment. We're making certain that they finish high school. If they've finished high school and have a diploma already, um, could they go to Ivy Tech or a college and helping them with that college application process, which is about as complicated as anything on the map? Um, looking at their transportation needs. Um, you know, these young people want to work, they want to be engaged in their community. We have a young man. Um, that's just outside of Marion County who's riding a bicycle at night to his job at a warehouse and tragically was hit one evening, but he is back at work now. He had to, you know, he was on crutches for a while, obviously couldn't ride a bike then, but the uh, diligence and perseverance of these young folks is just something that charges our batteries day in and day out. And so the needs that those young people have are new household goods, um, gift cards so that they can go purchase, you know, their favorite skillet or that Dutch oven that makes soup and, you know, everything else in the book uh, or just, you know, uh, can grill hot dogs. Um, and so they have different needs than those very young children. But we, again, try to stand in the gap for them, work closely with community partners. We have a great partnership with Ivy Tech um, helping to further their education. So each one of these young people a year
1: or two years from now will be able to be self-sufficient and support themselves. That's what we want. For That's them. what we all want. Absolutely. Now, tell me about your other programs that you work on here at the Villages. I know you you were mentioning Community Partners. I know you have a program called Community Partners for Child Safety. You have Children's Village and Dad's Inc. Tell us a little bit about the other programs I just mentioned. And
2: and those are in that family services net, if you will. So you, we've talked about foster care. We've talked about uh, adoption. But we hope and pray that children won't need to come into the um, child welfare system. And yet families need supports in their community. So the Community Partners Program is actually a child abuse prevention program that works with families who may have a critical need today. Maybe they can't pay the rent, or maybe they need to find the closest food pantry, or maybe mom has suddenly become ill can't go to work, and so there's a gap in the income, but the children still need food on the table, and community partners can help intervene in situations like that. Our Dad's Inc. program is a father engagement program, and there is such powerful research today. on how valuable father engagement is in the lives of children. You know, there's national research that shows children, particularly young boys, are literally yearning for contact with their father. And we know that far too many fathers are incarcerated, um, you know, or drift away from their families. So uh, we're being very proactive in engaging those dads with how you put your arms around, wrap around, you know, your child and what kind of activities feel comfortable to them, creating settings where they're with other dads and don't feel like they're the only one who doesn't quite know exactly what to do. You know, none of our kids came with instruction booklets. And I think in particular, um, in the social service realm, we've not been as attentive to fathers as we should. And so we're excited that we're able to continue a father engagement program at the villages.
1: I love your encouragement for not just mothers, but fathers Absolutely. as well, the whole family, the village, yeah, right? the village. the whole village the
2: Healthy Families Program is our other child abuse prevention program and it identifies first time parents many of them might be new to our community even new to our country. They want to be good parents but they haven't had that role modeling on how to do it and so we have family support workers who can go into their family um, once a week for three years actually if the family wants to be that engaged and uh, be involved with um, learning child development um, timelines. What's appropriate for my six-month-old to be able to do what's appropriate for a nine-month-old. And no, they aren't ready for potty training when they're nine months old, unless <laughs> no, they're no. that a child prodigy. Good I certainly luck with didn't that. have any of those in our house. <laughs> um, right. But just really helping parents gain confidence as a parent, mothers and fathers, and falling in love with their child so that they cherish that child and they want to do anything to help that child succeed in a way that perhaps they didn't have the opportunity to do. So I love that program. We serve right. about 1,400 families a day uh, in that program throughout the state. That is
1: fantastic. Now, you just said throughout the state. How many offices are there of the Villages?
2: We have 20 offices throughout the state, and our website's great about taking individuals who might be in a different part of the state to the office close to them and identifying what the needs might be in that community.
1: Fantastic. And stay tuned. We'll share that contact information and how you can find more information on the Villages in just a few moments. But Before we get there, I want to ask you, Sharon, how may the the public volunteer or really get behind the villages. I'm sure there's a way they can donate and spend volunteer time here with you. Absolutely. And again, our website is,
2: is a great starting place. Or just calling our number here, 1-800-874-6880, and we'll link you to our Director of Community Engagement, Abby Acteberg. Um, she loves to work with volunteer groups. We've had a huge influx this month in December of volunteers wanting to help identify gifts for each of the children in kids and then wrap them when we're ready to. We try to get everything in just like a family does. Sure. You know, oh, did I shortchange little Billy or what about Constance? You <laughs> Gotta know, make sure it's fair, Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but throughout the year, April, during Child Abuse Prevention Month, we're in great need of volunteers to plant pinwheel gardens. Um, so volunteering, donating, uh, or supporting that foster adoptive family in your community are all great ways to get engaged and to be that support system that
1: every child in our state Deserves That's wonderful. Now, how what does it take to volunteer? How can someone get into that process? Is there a certain training program you provide volunteers who help you at the villages? There, For those who are working directly with a child one-on-one or one
2: of our youth, there would be a background check and training process. But for those who want to help with an event, um, for example, our Family Connection Network, our Kinship Care Program, has two support groups in the Indianapolis area that meet monthly, one on the west side and one on the east side, um, to help help. help with, you know, bringing a meal, going to Qdoba or somewhere and picking up dinner for that group, um, that isn't required. And there would always be staff present. So it's really just kind of talking through with our director of community engagement, what you or your group would like to do. And most folks come to us, you know, they've got a book club, or they've got a Bible study group, or they've got a a group of neighbors that want to together make an impact. Um, In April, before April comes, we plant 1,000 pinwheels out in front of our Indianapolis office on North Meridian Street. And that's a really fun way to get involved. And those pinwheels are each a reminder of 87 live births. Indiana has 87,000 new children born every year. Wow. And I always say, think of the promise that 87,000 children who were loved and nurtured and nourished and educated in the way every child should be, we'd be the greatest state, you know, and Wouldn't not just in the be? country, but in, you know, the sure. greatest place to live in the world. So that's what we love to remind folks in April during Child Abuse Prevention Month. But I year
1: round, it. there are opportunities. I love it. You are such a resource and a positive light here in central Indiana and actually throughout the whole state. So thank you so much for what you do here oh, for the youth I in love Indiana. <laughs> We'll take a quick break, but I'll be back on the air in just a few moments with tonight's conclusion of Central Indiana today on WYRZ with Sharon Pierce from the Villages. Stay tuned.
0: The new Plainfield UPS is now hiring part-time package handlers for three different shifts morning, evening, and late night. A weekly retention bonus, pension, and Benefits and college tuition reimbursements are available for part-time UPS employees. More information on available positions, online applications, and scheduling an interview can be found at www.upsjobs.com.
1: Sharon, I understand you have a very important part of the Villages, a program called Family Connection Network. Tell us about that. You know, we love the Family Connection Network and we love the folks
2: involved in it. It is actually a privately funded uh, program that was started through a partnership with the Nina Mason Pulliam Charitable Trust 15 years ago. So we celebrated our teenage (laughs) 15th birthday in May. Um, But we were realizing that many of the children that the Villages served in foster care were being um, reunified with a grand. Grandparent, and But then we'd get calls from the grandparents saying, I need help with this. Or yeah. they're telling me at school that my child needs what's called an individual education plan. How do I go about helping to facilitate that? And so that was really the catalyst for the villages starting a more formal program to support grandparents and kinship caregivers who are raising their grandchildren. In fact, we even have some older siblings who are caring for a much younger sibling because the parent is... Is either incarcerated, has passed away, or has been impacted by, you know, this terrible disease of drug addiction, and so um, the the kernel of those programs is a monthly family support group. Every month we have a support group on the east side and on the west side of Indianapolis um, where all of those grandparents who are raising their grandchildren and their children come. There's a family meal that's provided and then we separate so there are children's activities that are age appropriate and then the adults can talk about shared experiences, shared concerns and they control the agenda. Nicole, that's, that's what I think is very exciting. So um, frequently they'll say, we're really struggling with legal issues. And so we have a couple of wonderful attorneys who are our partners in that program, and they will talk about, do you have a will? If you as a grandparent have totally reordered your life for this child, um, you want to know, you want to have some say-so in what happens to that child should something happen to you. Are you the legal guardian so that you can take this child to the doctor or to the hospital if, heaven forbid, you know, that uh, need comes up so that you can be a part of an educational plan process. And what other legal requirements are you legally eligible for some financial support? And we help um uh, those grandparents and, and caregivers navigate the state systems, which are really challenging for oh, all absolutely. of us. So, so
1: confusing, um, yes. so detailed yeah. and, and times change, right, Sharon? They do, so indeed. things Uh, There may be certain ways things were done 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and now things are are totally different. So I can't imagine a grandparent trying to go back and re-parent in these days. I'm sure it's very difficult, hard to navigate. It is. And I think family by family,
2: I can think of one of our wonderful families and um, the mother passed away. And so her father is now parenting a 14-year-old girl. And he's so concerned about doing it right. And so um, she shared with us the first time we met her that she gets really excited about the STEM area of science and technology, which is unusual to hear from a young teenage girl. Sure. And so we got her into a camp over fall break. She'll be going to a spring break camp um, in the STEM area. And and this grandfather is so grateful because he wants to stimulate this young woman, his granddaughter, and make her strong and let her be who she's you know meant to be. Yeah. Um, but he needs some support around him. So story after story where the grandparents are not only supporting these children, they're supporting one another, too. That's what I love to see is the indigenous support, the collegiality that develops. And we have a great partnership with um, the Eli Lilly legal team, the attorneys uh, that work at Lilly, and they are um, the facilitators of many of these support groups, bringing in uh, the meal for the family, planning a special children's activity. I know they're doing um, uh, you know, uh, cookie baking and decorating uh, for the December meeting um, at Uh, February, they'll make a special Valentine for their kinship caregiver. The children will. Um, There's a gym where we hold the meetings. So, you know, those three-on-one basketball games for some of the high-energy older (laughs) kids, uh, you know, are a high priority as well. So um, it's really a way to keep a family together that otherwise would be separated by foster care. And even though I feel like the Villages provide some of the highest quality foster care in the country, at the Villages, I'm not sure we mentioned, um, Nine out of ten children are in only one family that we serve. So you hear about children moving from, you know, four to five to six different homes. Our goal is that we will identify a family who's a match with this child ethnically, geographically, spiritually. If that's an important part of their life, and that that relationship will last as long as the child needs to be in foster care. Sure.
1: And the last thing you want to do is move a child from home Absolutely. to home. That to home. adds an additional trauma, and we More talked stress. The, about that sure. before sure. Well, Sharon, thank you so much. Let's share your contact information, maybe your website or Facebook or Twitter, anything you'd like to let the public know about how they can get in touch with you and get involved. I think uh, the two easiest ways are our website, uh,
2: www.villageskids.org or our 800 number 1-800-874-6880. And uh, we always have a receptionist answering the phone. We we joke here about if we're social workers, shouldn't we be a little social? So we really, (laughs) really want a live voice answering (laughs) the phone and then guiding that caller to, you know, if you're thinking about being a foster parent, you don't have to commit right out of the gate. You can come to what we call an information night and find out if you've got a group that is planning a, a, you know, a spring service project, we can help you fit in with what our needs are and what your timing is. So either making that call or villageskids.org will guide you to being a partner with the Villages and Uh, And we can't thank our community partners enough. We have lots and lots of them. But with the continued growth in the need and the child welfare system, there are never enough
1: never enough well if you'd like to get involved with the villages as Sharon just mentioned feel free to reach out to them to donate to volunteer or to receive more information on how you can become a foster care family or an adoptive family thank you so much Sharon for being with me today on Central Indiana today it was a great privilege
2: and a great opportunity to help tell our community about the wonderful work of the villages.
1: absolutely my pleasure thank you
0: This has been Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency on WYRZ. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.